Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help freelancers generate consistent income on their terms, free from hustle culture. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist for 15 plus years, I was tired. I was tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I want to show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Welcome back everyone. I'm so, so excited to talk to you about today's topic, how to double your bookings in any market as a creative freelancer. So I'm so excited because this episode is sponsored by my brand new group coaching program, Freelancer Freedom, a six month program for creative freelancers who are ready to step into the CEO role in their business and become fully booked and in demand. This launches to the public on the 7th of February. Waitlisters should have already started receiving their emails. So keep your eyes peeled for that because it's going to be incredible. So when it comes to doubling your bookings in any market, I believe there's three things that are essential. So let's start with the first one. The first step is to address your belief system about your business. Yes, my friends, I'm talking about mindset work. (laughs) The funny thing is, the bigger you get in your business and the closer you get to your goals, you begin to appreciate that mindset work really is a high level strategy, if not the highest level. So for example, how many times have you told yourself, I'm not booked out and in demand because of the market I'm in or because of where I live? Yet you know for a fact there's other people in the exact same market as you who are in fact booked out and in demand. Okay, how many times have you blamed the fact you're not working because of something like slow season or quiet season? And yet again, you always manage to find someone at the exact same time who is booked out and in demand. And how many times have you told yourself your rates were the problem and the reason no one is booking you, yet you know there are people who charge the same or more than you who are yet again booked and in demand? The truth is our brains lie to us. Okay, so your brain is trying to offer up a reality that makes you feel better or can play the blame game so you don't have to look at what's really going on. And that is that you've become passive in your business. Blaming the market, the time of year, your rates, anything really, is a sign that your beliefs about what is possible for you are majorly out of alignment. And it's okay, no shame required. But the first thing you have to address is, are you being honest with yourself? So when it comes to the beliefs you have around your business, ask yourself, how do these beliefs serve you? Because chances are they're keeping you stuck in a place of complacency or a perceived acceptance of safety think about that, a perceived acceptance of safety. Your brain will tell you it's not your fault and that there's really nothing you can do, but that's just your brain trying to make you feel better. Like I said, it wants you to feel safe and trying something new, putting yourself out there doesn't sound safe to your brain, especially if there's a chance of facing rejection, losing money, getting it wrong or failing. And yes, I'm using air quotes around the word failing. 
So when work is scarce for you, but not for other people in your industry, you have to ask yourself, am I focusing on the problem or the solution? And ultimately, is that actually a problem or am I creating one? The hardest reality for myself in my very early career as a makeup artist when I wasn't getting bookings was coming to terms with the fact that my beliefs were creating my empty calendar. So my lack of bookings was a direct result of my beliefs about what I could do about it. I believed I was powerless, that I just had to wait it out until a rush of clients suddenly showed up in my inbox. At least that's what my brain told me. Confronting those limiting beliefs was pretty sobering. I really believed there was nothing I could do, that I was at the mercy of word of mouth and referrals. I believed that was the only way I could multiply my bookings. And when I look back, a lot of my beliefs also came down to what I believe I could and couldn't control. So when thinking about it, the key limiting beliefs I had early on in my career that definitely weren't serving me were these. First of all, that getting clients wasn't in my control. The second belief I had was that it just wasn't my time yet. Okay, and the third one is a classic. I'm just in the wrong market. So identifying these beliefs meant I could look for some proof as to if they were really true. And our brains like proof and mine is no exception. So I began with, okay, brain, I like to chat to myself. Okay, brain, if getting clients isn't in my control, then how is it that my peers are getting booked? And their market is even smaller than mine for some of them. I've been booked before, so why have you decided I can't do it again? I had a very open dialogue with myself and I came to the conclusion these thoughts were affecting my results. So I practiced implementing new thoughts like... Well, if other artists can get books, so can I. And getting bookings is in my control. I'm a confident CEO who will figure it out. And the latter belief that I'm a confident CEO who will figure it out was a huge catalyst for a very different business strategy. One that propelled me into becoming more proactive in my business and less passive and ultimately reactive to my beliefs and an empty calendar. So as I confronted my beliefs, the first proactive thing I knew I could do was get honest with what skills I was lacking. So where did I need to improve and what could being proactive inside my business look like? So I asked myself, what do I need to learn? What would help me change the result I currently have, aka empty calendar, (laughs) inconsistent bookings? I journaled. I've always loved journaling. That has stayed a practice in my business that I still do to this day. But I journaled. I thought about where my clients were and all the different ways I could take my work to them rather than hoping and praying they would come to me. So I knew there were things I wanted to learn, in particular things school had never taught me. That was the honest truth. And they would require time and money. So I tried finding first everything I wanted to learn on my own. It helped. The internet has some amazing information out there. But then I realized I was now consuming more than I was creating. And the amount of information was overwhelming. And a lot of it started to contradict itself. So spending time was actually costing me more money with very little to no return. So my next step was to find people who specifically taught what I needed help with. But my brain said, oh, that's going to cost money and you don't have any money. And I swear this is where without realizing it, I actually first ever started to coach myself. Again, I questioned my brain. What if the best bet you make is to bet on yourself, Harry? I had a lot of thoughts about taking on debt for my business. And yet I bargained with my brain. You can trust yourself to make this money back. And Harry, have you considered, what if you make this back tenfold? What about that possibility? Can you entertain that? I sat with that. I thought about the worst case scenario. Because our brains need to go there sometimes. 
So I thought about the worst case scenario, which went something like, okay, what if these courses don't work? What if you don't make a single dollar and you end up being in even more debt? What if you have to move out of London because you can't afford to pay your rent? Keep in mind at the time I was already living in a room I couldn't stand up in, okay? I was in a glorified storage cupboard in a friend's apartment. So I wasn't far away from the worst case scenario, let's be real. Okay, brain. So the worst, worst case scenario, let's go there. I'd have to go live with my parents for six months and pay off the debt. I could probably get a job cleaning houses or working in retail fairly easily and pay off sooner. I didn't like it, but my brain was like, cool. So we've covered the worst case scenario. What else you got for me? (laughs) I knew there and then I had already proven to my brain that taking on debt for my business was the only money in the universe I could control because I trusted myself to make it back. Whatever it took, however things panned out, I would stand in my power. I knew I'd be way more mad at myself if I didn't trust my gut, if I didn't try, if I didn't bet on me and my business. And I'm so glad I did. And if there's one thing I want to say about debt, it's this. You have to confront your feelings around debt. Remove shame and guilt and any judgments you have about yourself from investing in your personal or professional growth. You have to reject the idea that it's bad or shameful. Ask yourself where that came from. Debt is just another way to pay something off over time. And the patriarchy wants you to stay stuck in the obsession of being in debt, of spinning out over 5K, 10K on your credit card, $1,000, $500, whatever it is, in order to distract you from the fact that you too can stand in your power and you are worthy of taking up space and thriving, my friends. So I decided to go into debt because I chose me. I chose my business. I went into debt and decided it didn't have to mean anything about me, who I was or what I was capable of. Zoom out. Look at the bigger picture. Of course, let yourself consider the worst case scenario, but ask yourself, what happens when more money is in the hands of good, kind-hearted people? What can the world stand to gain? What could you gain? Can you change the way you see money in debt? Are you willing to bet on you? Changing my beliefs is an ongoing process. And for creatives everywhere, I want you to question what you've been told is available to you. What did school tell you was only available for business students, for those who wanted to be doctors or lawyers? The world needs art. The world needs creativity. What kind of world would we live in without art, without creativity? There's room for all of it. So the second thing I knew I was lacking was visibility. I was a needle in a haystack full of other makeup artists and the industry was only getting bigger. I wanted to learn more about marketing myself on social media and I wanted people to know about my service. But I didn't want to do it in a way that felt icky or inauthentic to me. So I started studying marketing. I took courses and classes in various different systems and strategies and then began to develop my own from the perspective of being a creative and understanding how that differed from other industries. The biggest thing I took away was that marketing in your business doesn't have to be awkward or icky when you have a deep-rooted belief that your service is awesome. I understood, even if I wasn't the best, I was still an expert in somebody's eyes. And I had worked on the belief that I was getting better every single day at my craft. I chose one social media platform and I made a portfolio that was very strategic in who it attracted. I kept it super simple. I used the frameworks I now teach my clients. The content I made was specific, strategic, and yet also completely authentic to me. It was created with the belief I could get booked being unapologetically myself. 
It spoke to the people I wanted to attract. I didn't have to do more. I could do less but better. I got excited about my service. I believed it was worthy of what I charged. I consistently showed up in a way that created a community first and clients as a secondary byproduct. A consistent byproduct, I might add. But what happened when I focused on my visibility was fascinating because not only did I get what I wanted, more bookings, I got more everything. Okay, so I got more opportunities, including becoming a beauty ambassador for a huge brand that I negotiated a 10K deal for three days of work, which at the time, the most I had ever been paid as makeup artist was $800. (laughs) So that's pretty life-changing. I found myself realizing that alongside the belief work, making my visibility a priority meant that people knew about me and my business. I started turning up to shoots and my work or references would be on the treatment. They'd be in the mood boards. I realized people were watching me. And the third thing that helped me double my bookings and one of the biggest things I've seen impact my clients' results is outreach. So if step one is the belief, step two is creating the demand, Step three is putting yourself out there and sealing the deal, so to speak. So many creatives spend thousands on courses learning their craft for a certificate or a qualification in their creative field, often taught by people who aren't doing the things they want to do. And yet so many come out of these institutions without the knowledge of building a profitable business where they get booked doing what they love and make money. Often we don't give a second thought to spending money on universities and colleges that merely promise a certificate at the end of it. And yet we agonize over the cost of therapy, coaching, or things that fulfill our soul. Certificates are not why your clients book you as a creative. Don't get me wrong, I have nothing against certificates. They're great, I have them too. But that is not the reason your clients want to book you. They want to book you because they know they will get what they pay you for. They are paying for the way you do something in your unique way. You're a creative. You're an artist. Outreach is about understanding how to generate your own bookings without relying on word of mouth or referrals alone. They are created as a byproduct. Outreach is taking your power back and putting you and your work in the spotlight because you are worthy of being there. So you and your business are worthy of taking up space, irrelevant of where you're at in your journey or what market you're in. And outreach is key if you want to double your bookings in any market, okay? It is part of what I like to call the CEO skill set, And this has been completely transformative for my clients. CEO skills are essential in any and every business, but I recognize that creatives especially struggle to see themselves as CEOs when society keeps perpetuating the starving artist mentality. And this is one of the many reasons the work I do is so important to me. So being able to generate bookings and create demand for your service are CEO skills, along with visibility, building brand identity, and being able to organize the back end of your business so you can focus on the part you love doing the most, being in your flow state. Yet so many creators have shied away from believing they are a real business because they chose a creative path. And this belief stops them setting rates, making boundaries with clients, and making a scalable profit. And in my new six-month group coaching program, Freelance with Freedom, I will show you how to double your bookings in any market, utilizing these skills. I don't have a PhD. I'm shit at maths. (laughs) And I didn't go to business school. But none of that stopped me building a six-figure business as a freelance creative, as a makeup artist. And that included starting again in a new market, in a new country and doing it all over again. And building a second six-figure business showing other creative freelancers how to do the same. 
I have done things that 16 years ago, my brain did not believe were possible or available to me. I brought my dream home in LA. I worked at the Oscars. I saw my work on magazine covers. I got a green card and made LA my home. I learned to change my mind and I bet on myself. I learned how to get booked whatever service I offer, whatever market I'm in. I know how to make more money. And I believe more money is available to everyone, especially creative freelancers. I understand what freedom means. And I chose my own definition of success, not anybody else's. I so badly want this for you too. And I believe you can create it. The public enrollment for Freelance with Freedom, the group program, begins on the 7th of February. And I cannot wait. I want to make sure that you are following me on Instagram for all the updates. I want you to be a part of this because I know how transformative it will be for you and your business. This program will challenge you. It will change you and it will change your life. So here's to putting the freedom back into freelance. Step into your power. I can't wait to see you inside. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Harry Makes Up Academy. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, you can head to www.harrietheadfield.com to find out more about working together. I am wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening.